Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast, supported by Lacole here with Benji Nice, and we just watched the first stage of the Giro d'Italia 2021, and we are excited. It was from Torino to Torino. Well, it's the Turin ITT, nine kilometres long, an intermediate time check at three and a half kilometres in, pretty much flat. They go out along the river and then back so wind shouldn't matter too much allegedly a light headwind in the last couple of k's according to the commentary the big contenders for the stage win were obviously Ghana was the favorite going into the stage as well as uh Cavagna Almeida Evenepoel and a few others uh if you haven't seen just a bit of housekeeping if you haven't caught up on our Giro d'Italia preview. It's got timestamps on the YouTube video and also in the podcast in the description. So if you want to go and check what we said for various stages or catch up on that, there's plenty of time to do it because this was just a TT and tomorrow we have the just a sprint stage. Uh, but yeah, Benji, what have you been focusing on? What did you focus on before this TT that you'd really like to see? Were there any narratives you wanted to see confirmed or denied uh, from this TT? Quite a number of questions that we had that we wanted answered. I think that my main question was, where will Avonapol be? And that's one that a lot of people had because I've seen people say that he was going to be garbage throughout this Giro. And I've seen people say that he was going to destroy everybody. And I think the, uh, the middle was the likely thing that it was going to land. And I won't go into it yet, but we got a relative answer on a basic level, but we don't know how much that will stretch throughout uh, the rest of the Giro, of course. We also had some confirmation or some comeback. Um, I don't know. I think with a lot of riders, we had just questions that were biting at us where we needed confirmation of whether they could actually do something here. And that was with GC riders like Vlazov. Can he actually sustain that TT that he did at Paris-Nice, for example? Is Sivakov a decent TT or all these types of questions? If Nibali's broken arm a problem. I'll yeah, exactly. Spoilers. Big question. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry. Anyway, let's. You know how we do the TTs. We get pretty much straight into the results. Uh, early good times were set by Campanas, but he says he doesn't go for TT anymore. I'll focus on it as much. So he said an early good time, well, the first time in the hot seat of 9.19. Then the next good one was, I think... Castroviejo. Uh, Castroviejo. And then Foss, Tobias Foss, set a huge time of nine minutes flat. And he'd gone before Remy Cavagna, the Yumbo Visma rider. He's won Tour de l'Avenir. The guys who won before him were... Pagacha and Egan Bernal. So it's been a pretty good track record recently of people who've won <laughs> Tour de l'Avenir. And he's got a good TT, fifth in the TT at Basque Country, I think, or maybe a little bit better than that. We'll talk about Jumbo Vismas TT in a second. And that was such a big time difference to whoever had come before him. I think Brandler, yeah, nine seconds ahead of uh, Matthias Brandler, the Austrian. We're like, whew, that is a hot time because Brandler's pretty decent. Then... Eduardo Affini, his teammate, set a time three seconds better than Tobias Foss. So Jumbo Visma, I mean, they're obviously flying in the TT. Almeida and Cavagna set a time of 9.04 and 9.05. Cavagna not looking completely on today, it must be said. 
I didn't expect him to win necessarily, but I did expect him to be the best of the quick steppers. Avonapol rolled off and just before Ghana, so that was a bit of good time to watch the race. He set a time of 9.06, third at the intermediate, 4.01, and then a slower second half. He appeared to be visibly blowing, actually, in the second half of the TT. 9.06, not disastrous. Two seconds or one second after Cavagna, two seconds after Almeida. And the last big contender for the stage to roll off was the guy who won this TT, the opening TT of the Giro last year, Filippo Ganna on the Azura Blunt bike. Pinarello just created for him. It looks mint if you can see it in the photos. And he absolutely smoked this TT after looking off at Romandy. He then was out to like a dollar eighty, dollar eighty-five to even head to head against Avonapol, which was crazy odds in hindsight, and probably at the time really setting a best time of eight forty-seven, a full ten seconds quicker than Eduardo Affini in second, and a full kilometer an hour quicker at fifty-eight point seven five. How surprised by you were were you by Ghana's performance, Benji? Because at the intermediate. I was like, he's winning this. He was absolutely motoring. Yeah, I agree. And what was special about Ghana's performance was his cornering for me. Every single corner he took except one was sublime. And uh, sublime. And then one of the corners was like completely the wrong side or something. He, he took it very wide and almost ended up on the wrong side of a, a, a traffic uh, island in the middle. But eventually he put that right and he actually probably lost a second there in the first half of the time trial, which is... Kind of, kind of surprising if you see what a time he he puts on the board afterwards. But every single corner he went into, he just flew through the corner, and every single corner I was like, he's doing this one faster than everybody else. And if you do the cornering, on, yeah, as well, which is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, full but, commitment. Yeah, and that was the thing that kind of yeah pulled the switch for me and said yeah. He's likely going to take this one home. Definitely when he uh, passed the first intermediate, Evenepoel was riding at the same time and we saw a bit of a, a 1v1 that Evenepoel was, I think, three seconds behind in the first half in a, in a portion of the first half towards Ghana. So we had a view that Ghana was really setting a nice time and it just extrapolated from that towards the uh, finish line. So uh, looking back, we didn't really... Um, I think that everybody was kind of thinking about Ghana potentially winning this. But nobody dared to say it anymore after Romani. I think we're, we were at that point where we weren't sure about it. And it's good to see him back on top. The number one spot was probably starting to miss him. But yeah. Well, it turns next, out, Benji. Yeah? It turns out who would have thought that the opening stage of the Giro, where the Malia Rosa's up for grabs, is more important to Ineos and the Italian Filippo Ganna than a Tour Romandy TT. I mean, maybe. They got their priorities all out of whack and they're not respecting Switzerland's second biggest <laughs> one-week race. But, yeah, no surprise really that Ghana was obviously, he's obviously overtired or something at Romandy or just not taking risks at all. And part of his TT is not just the power, it's taking risks through every corner, as Benji said. So Ghana wins this time trial. I'll read out the top 10 and then we'll get into the GC guys separately in a second. But here's the top 10. Ghana, Afini, Foss, Almeida, Cavagna, Van Emden, Evenepoel, Valscheid, Brendler, Moscon, and then I'll mention Vlasov at 11th because I really liked his TT. <laughs> but before we get 
into the GC, guys, I just need to mention an announcement from our show partner, LaCole. Speaking of aero and engineering for speed, LaCole have just announced a project, a joint project with McLaren called Project Aero. They co-developed it with McLaren. It combines world-leading aerodynamic engineering with technical apparel to deliver kit that redefines fast wind tunnel tested and verified setting new standards in aero and speed we've got the link down below if you want to have a look through more of the details of project aero and those kits and we also have a zero promo code obviously i'm probably winning the velo games league so if you you know we want to make a discount available to everybody <laughs> so we have a zero promo code available on all of LaCole's online sales channels, 20% off all products for everyone until June 13th after the Giro. The code's below, but it's all caps, LRCP20. So, yeah, Benji, before we get into the GC, man, what are the overperformances here from non-GC contenders? Valscheid, you mentioned as a top 10 guy. What about any others? I think Walshide indeed was one of the riders that I uh, was looking forward to for this prologue because he uh, recently received a custom uh, custom TT uh, ex- extensions and okay because he's a big boy yeah exactly and uh, having that extra as a, a really large rider probably uh, improves his ability to uh, to do prologues quite a bit but also the confidence in the material is very important and I think that that adds on to it and that's a wonderful performance. Was expecting a decent one, and he, uh, he just did what I expected. I think overperformances, I think that we're mainly looking at the Yumbo riders here because Afini has well, arguably not had a really good time trial in the last two years. And he was 13th, I think, a few weeks ago, I think, in the Tireno, San Benedetto del Tronto time trial. So that was his probably one of his best performances in the last two years, which means that. He wasn't really up there in the last few time trials and nobody was really expecting him to change that initially here. And he came around and really did that. So props to him. I think the next one is Tobias Foss. About Tobias Foss, I had the feeling a a week ago or something that this could be a really interesting time trial because you mentioned him, two Lavanier winners in the past. Let's be honest though, I think that that Lavanier was potentially the... uh, lowest level Lavanier of the three years that we mentioned with Pogacar and Bernal. So it's still a wonderful performance, but it wasn't on the level of Pogacar and Bernal when they won it. But he won it being different than the others in the sense that when he was younger, he stayed in the U23 ranking a lot longer than a lot of the other talents. A lot of the other talents were like one year in or something and they get a welter contract. Foz waited or didn't get a welter contract, but I doubt that. And eventually ended up signing after doing the complete category of U23 and I think he did Lavanier like three times or something he won the final time and I think it was the time that Walter won one of the last uh, stage in that as well or got close in one of the uh, final stages uh, but, Cepeda won it okay oops my bad he's I recall an attack somewhere <laughs> you're yeah, right Foss is a I think he's 23 Pagacha is 22 but Pagacha won the Lavanier before him so He's not necessarily younger than Pogacar. He's 23, so it makes sense that he's taking steps up and improving now. That's good for Jumbo Visma. But Van Enden, six. So they have three in the top six, Jumbo Visma. They have been flying in TTs. They've been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. All their riders' setups looks 
look absolutely dialed. Roglic at Paranese was flying. Kreuzweig set a good time there as well. And, um, yeah, apart from the GC man for them, who said an okay time too, which we'll get to now, Benji. Wait, 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 so wait, he, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I'm yeah. not there yet. I'm not there yet. I think okay. that I want to add in regards to Foss that <laughs> he is currently sitting ahead of Almeida and GC. Those two are the first two. Yeah, it's partially leading into the GC thing, but I do want to talk about it because let's look at stage two, three, and four. We've got stage two, a sprint stage, stage three, a sprint stage with a few hills in the last 50 kilometers that could have some damage to flat sprinters, but not necessarily to GC people at all. And the fourth stage is a medium mountain stage. Medium mountain stage will decide who gets Magna Rosa, obviously. And at the moment, the biggest candidates of that front part is Foss and Almeida. Foss can climb. He hasn't had the best history since he turned pro as a climber, but he's been up there relatively decently. And if he can step that up in this Giro, because he's come at a point where he kind of needs to make that step up. He clearly did it in the prologue adventure as well. So if he does that, I think that it might be a battle between those two riders for the Maglia Rosa after stage four. And uh, yeah, I'm for my pick of the preview, it's obviously hopefully Almeida, but still. I think that all in all, it's a, a chance. And that le leads me to the question to you first. Let's say, um, well, let's talk about Bennett first and the GC people. Then we'll go back to the question of Bennett versus Foss and whether you think they should put everything on the line for Bennett. I mean, are you asking me, should they put everything on the line for George Bennett? No, yeah. I don't okay. think so. I think Foss, getting him in the Malia Rosa, riding for him, after stage four, Benji just mentioned it has the Colle Passarino. He could make it over that. I think that's more important. That would be a big win for them GC-wise to get a guy in the Malia at some point in this year's Giro. But here's the GC rankings. A few places have helpfully pulled these out. Foss, the first of the GC guys. Almeida second on four seconds. Almeida, yeah, even a pole third on six seconds, not even the best or the second best guy on Quickstep Benji in the TT. He may as well pack it up and go home now. <laughs> There's no other part of this Giro where you can make up three to five seconds. Flasov <laughs> fourth on 11 seconds. His TT, again, 2021 is looking much improved. Paranese was good today, even better coming 11th in a prologue length TT. Hotza Vivo, never got any camera time. Fifth out of the GC guys on 18 seconds. Formula, uh, no, not Formula. Sivakov, 22 seconds. Yates, 25. Carthy, 25. Bernal, 26. Mollema, 25. Bill Bow, 27. George Bennett, 28. Nibali, 28. Soler, 29. Hindley, 33. Lander, 36. Bardet, 39. Buchmann, 43 seconds. That's Oof. not good. And Dan Martin, 44. And Cepeda, I said it multiple times, even today, but he should go for stages. Just yes. go for stages, like 115 back on that TT. And that's, that's it. Jumbo Visma, we've just been lauding them for doing so well. Their position was always the minute after an Androni rider, and all the Androni riders sucked <laughs> at the TT. So Tobias Foss. He got a massive draft of the of the Androni team car in the last fifteen hundred meters. He then slingshot across to their rider, his Minuteman Pello, got a draft off him, 
it didn't make a difference to the stage overall, but maybe a couple of seconds, I think. But first impressions there of Avonapol and Almeida, Benji, and maybe tell people what came out in the press today from Lefebvre. So firstly, those two seconds of Almeida on Avonapol and also quite a bunch of seconds on Maznada, who didn't have the best of his time trials oh, today. Oh, yeah, where was he? Uh, I think it was like on like 25 to, to 30 seconds, but I don't know it by heart. But to be honest, this gives Almeida a tiny advantage in the leader's position of the Koenig. And the reason there is that if Avonapol would have beaten Almeida today, then obviously the tensions would have been more. There would have been more clashing between those two in the future. But now you've got one rider that was expected to ride for a GC already ahead of the other riders in the team. Nonetheless, that could still change. So it's not like Almeida had the advantage today, but he, he might well lose like five seconds at a certain point on Evenepoel, who goes for a crazy attack on stage four and gains time. Yeah, it's all possible. But for now, that tiny advantage is for Almeida here. And that's just a bit of a confirming area that Almeida is decent in form. And he's also looking to be at least a co-leader of this team, on paper a leader, but people say a lot of stuff before races. And when it starts, it can already change in a week. But um, yeah, next to that, Evenepoel seems to be back. And it's not on a level that is poor. It's on a level that is good. It's not on a level that he was before his injury. I think not yet. I think that he's going to get there eventually. And I think it's looking good. And I'm happy that we can see him on his bike again because he does inspire a lot of people as a cyclist. And I think that's relatively important. And it would have been really sad if he would come back and then be very far from a from a competitive form and just to see him in that form now is is really good but i recall you asking me a question i totally forgot about it so well patrick lefebvre was talking in the press about oh, yeah. that topic uh, or sort of and he was talking about how almeida he's not happy lefebvre is not happy with almeida almeida's agent asking for more money it looks like almeida's leaving the team i thought it was a disgrace they didn't take him to the tour de france um, I still think that, especially after today. Yeah. And it that made me more sure that they were running for Avonapol in this Giro. I disagree. I think this was a good performance from Avonapol today. 9K TT, pancake flat, I think it's good. Yes, he's lost two seconds to Almeida, but it's literally his first race back. He's lost a fair bit of weight. Apparently, he's at 60.5 kilos, so maybe losing another two, three, four kilos has lessened his pure flat TT ability in lieu of the mountains we have later in this race, which will be more important than two or three seconds in this 9K TT. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's all the playful for Almeida, yeah. and it's going to be a case of his legs having to do the talking. I don't think – there's no way even a pole and quick step are going to, like, make even a pole sacrifice his own GC yeah. for Almeida. It's not True. happening. But it's an advantage that it's not the other way around right now. So let's say that Almeida would have finished 15 seconds down on Avonapool, then the doubts would start. And then True. they'd start considering, oh, Almeida's leaving the team. Oh, maybe it's worth it if we try and use him the moment that we have to decide between either of the two. And, and I think this confirms that those doubts aren't here yet and they can still keep going as potential co-leaders for the first two weeks. Well, they'll make Masnada do that. They'll make, with Masnada losing 25, he's the man who Benji and I will, have, yeah. you know, watch Masnada. But I think, unfortunately for him, he's going to get the big, hey, 
this is your job. Now, other guys to talk about, I mean, it's all yeah. much of a muchness for everyone else. You know, Yates, Carthy, Bernal, all around 25. Bernal, he was fiddling with his garment as he went down the down ramp. Bit strange. Like, you won't see Ganner or anyone doing that. He then did it twice, trying to turn, flick it on, press the lap button or something, um, which maybe cost him a second or two. Sivakov just beating him by four seconds. I mean, Hindley, Benji, 33 seconds here. We've got a 30K TT at the end. It's going to be so yeah, hard for him. It's terrifying. I think. Yeah. I think for a lot of people, and Dan Martin as well, 44 seconds down is a bad TT. Uh, Dan Martin has never been the greatest of TTers, but it's still not good. Bardet and Buchmann as well. Bardet, I'm still not really feeling like he's going for GC anyway. I feel like he would end up going for stages anyway, but... This is just confirmation on that level. Nibali with a mediocre time trial. I think that I didn't expect more at this point. Definitely with his hand and it's going to influence good. something. I think he needs to survive for a good week or something. And then he's going to realize, yeah, this is what, what I'm, what my level is. And then we can see what he will go for. And if he's relatively close in GC, I'm afraid that he's going to keep going for GC. I've said it for a year now. I'd love if Nibali was just like, lose 20 minutes on the first day, go in the break every mountain stage. Oh, would be such a nice Giro. But uh, <laughs> he's likely not going to do that. But looking at the other people, I, I said it earlier, Foz and Bennett, I think what's what's important is that I truly believe that ben is a, Bennett is a better climber than Foss. Uh, I'm really agreeing on that. But the thing is, you don't need to sacrifice Foss necessarily in the first week. If he can stay close, keep him close. Then you have two leaders for now. And only the moment that you absolutely need to decide to have one leader, then make the decision. And a lot of people were already saying before the race, now Foz will never try to stay up there in GC because, well, Bennett, Bennett is there, his leader. They said it before. Yeah, but teams lie all the time. Like, let's be real. And about those riders is, I think Yumbo learned their lesson in the past already that they want to treat, try and keep as many people as possible up there in GC and other teams as well. And I think that it helps having multiple people up there. So that's my view on those two, honestly. But uh, I think that one rider I was pretty surprised by that was my, my leader for, for Trexiga Fredo for this Giro Ciccone. Horrendous time trial. Like he, he passed the first section. I was like, okay, he's not even trying. <laughs> it didn't, it didn't seem like it. So uh, I guess 43 that. 43 seconds. Off yeah, loss. it's the same as... Uh, yeah, same as mine. Yeah. It, it's Not pretty good. sad. Anyway, I think it'd be better off for Ciccone to just go for stages anyway. Yeah. I think with 5Ks to go tomorrow on the sprint stage, he should pull up stumps and just ride in at about 25Ks an hour. Seriously, I'm being serious. That's what he should do um, if they actually want to go for stages and as many as possible. But yeah, we honestly... This TT has barely changed my opinion for anything in this year's Giro. People who I didn't think would do a good TT didn't do a great one. Some did uh, fine, you know. Vlasov did a little bit better. Avenapol was the best of the main GC contenders apart from his teammate Almeida, who is two seconds behind. It's all pretty much in order and in expectations. Ghana won. This really doesn't change my opinion of anything to be frank it's just that if even a pole is a minute back or our mate is a minute back of 
Bilbao or even who's not looking good, Orlando, they're going to be worried for that last TT, but we knew that. Anyway, tomorrow's stage, 178Ks, pure sprint stage, Stupanigi to Novara. It's inland. Don't know about the wind, but it's looking like a nailed-on sprint, a couple of little rollers, you know, 1,700 metres, 5.6% in the middle of the stage. But uh, I picked Ewan before Giro started, and I'm picking Ewan again. Okay. I don't remember who I picked, but I think it was Merlier. So even if it wasn't Merlier, it's Merlier now. I'm going to go for Merlier. The uh, team was not on screen almost at all. I think Dries de Bond came on screen just after Ghana finished when everybody was like, we're going to wrap it up. I'm not watching anymore. (laughs) And uh, they got no TV uh, time at all. Like Aolo Cometa as well. I don't think I saw any rider (laughs) of that team. Uh, We want to go as a wild card to the Giro. We want to see our team on screen. We're showing the Yumbo riders. That's it. <laughs> You've got to have the benefit of having a, a really strong TTR behind you to get yourself on TV if you're a wildcard team. But jokes aside, I think that, um, yeah, I think that Merlier has an entire team basically working for him. And it's their main goal. Merlier wants to win a stage in this Giro. And I think that I'd be surprised if he doesn't get at least one stage as Giro. And tomorrow might be a good time for that. I think that they've got a better dynamic when it comes to sprint trains than Yumbo. No, Lotto. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a wrong, that's a wrong team. And Lotto. And um, I guess we'll find out also how Yumbo is doing in regards to Grunewagen and how Ooh, he's going to be yes. sprinting. That's the storyline for, t- t- for tomorrow. Decker or Grunewagen. Por que no los dos? Just let them both have a crack. <laughs> Why not? I mean, nah, Decker. Then you're, you're going to finish ninth and, and tenth like one team in the tour every year. <laughs> <laughs> like Israel Cycling Academy. And um, <laughs> so Decker Benji, he was seventh at the intermediate. He's in good condition, I think. A uh, little, little warm-up for tomorrow. So I uh, wouldn't mind a Decker upset. But I've got to go with you, and uh, that's why he's here, and he's got to do it before they do any climbing <laughs> because there's some nasty stages later. Otherwise... I mean, yeah, just a nice introduction to this Giro d'Italia. I think the big underperformance, not big, the little underperformance for today, I would say the big takeaway would be Cavagna. I would have expected him to beat Foss and Almeida. Perhaps the Tour de Romandy was a little bit too much racing for Cavagna so far this year. I feel like he's been, he's done Provence, Fournardèche, Bernard Drome, Paranese, Catalonia, Brabantse Bale, Amstel, Romandy. Giro. That's a fair amount of racing, a lot of it at top, top level. And Romney was nasty. He did win the TT though. So he probably wouldn't have beaten Ganner anyway. So going full for that TT, I mean, yeah, he's got that win. Wouldn't have won today with the form Ganner brought. So who am I to judge? I just think that might have affected his level a little bit today. Any last thoughts from this Giro TT, Benji? Are you throwing anyone out of the basket? Uh, not really. I think that overall it was a, a good start to the Giro. I'm, I'm glad that we don't have already one GC rider three minutes back or something like that on the first stage. It keeps everything close, but everybody competing. All the fans get to have their enjoyment of still having their GC rider in form and still having their GC rider up there and relatively competing for the victory. And I think that's good. I think that's really fun. And I'm looking forward to the upcoming stage and I'm going to plug an ad here for my own stuff that I'm doing on the side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to abuse this uh, this podcast for that. But uh, on my own channel, 
Uh, it should be somewhere in the description of the podcast and the uh, YouTube channel uh, videos. Uh, I'm doing a series where I ride through every single stage of the Giro on a video game, Pro Cycling Manager. Every single morning of the stage is a bit of a preview and see how uh, the game simulates the winners and so forth. I can assure you that uh, the winner of my game was also Ganna on the first stage. I'm oh, going to really give well. that it's a witch. <laughs> yeah, it, it is science. It, it's, like actually, this- it's actually a good preview of the parkour because you see it play through and Benji talks about the parkour. More Probably more important for actual road stages than a TT. But, yeah, yeah I'd encourage you to go and all watch that. Benji gets them up before the stages start. I've got some news for Benji that I haven't told him. I've oh, got I'm my scared. travel exemption. So oh. I'm traveling to Europe on the first Giro rest day. Damn it. So you're, so you're <laughs> going to have to do the Giro rest day podcast, Benji, solo, unless I record from Singapore Airlines. Um, a segment where <laughs> we can somehow get the Wi-Fi to work in the air. But, yeah, just letting you know that, probably should have just told you on the Discord. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow for the Stage 2 Sprint Stage and uh, can't wait to see you and take to Dubsky. Ciao.